Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 4 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? I do. It's been a, sort of a, a week of different highlights. Um, lots of sporting events happening. Of course, there's always going to be an F1 highlight, and Dan Ricciardo gets another win. Um, they say, call him the, pretty much the, the race burglar these days. Cause the race burglar. Race burglar. He just keeps on managing to find a way to steal wins um, through, not through others' misfortunes, but other stupidity mainly. Anyway, um, last week in Formula One, basically the Sebastian Vettel in the lead and the pretty much number two driver for uh, Mercedes had a chance to win in the dying lap. He needed to really just uh, throw the car up the inside to try and get overtake, but it was a bit too timid. Um, Daniel Ricciardo had no such problems doing it this, <laughs> this weekend. Managed to do it three times against the other three drivers ahead of him to uh, snatch the win. Come up with a great quote on the on the, on the podium, uh, being interviewed, saying, you know, how do you do it? How do you make these stick? And he goes, sometimes you just got to lick the stamp and send it. <laughs> like it. Yep. Uh, also, um, UFC, a great UFC card was on the weekend. A bit of a sleeper, that one. It was. The, the uh, title fight, not title fight, the headline fight was uh, Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje, if that's how you pronounce his name. Oh, is it? Um, Gaethje is known as not having a long career in, in fighting. He just goes out there and starts swinging and, and sees yep. what happens. But yeah, Poirier managed to knock him out after a very, very entertaining fight. Um, and they've announced a fight card in Singapore as well, where we've got uh, Tyson Pedro, the big, tall, kind of kind of Australian, I think. Right. Um, and also, Jack Matthews got another run. And coincidentally, UFC have started to uh, um, congratulate Dan Ricciardo on his wins and his performance. That's interesting. Yeah, he's like a massive UFC fan, so it turns out. But I really want to see him on Joe Rogan podcast, so yeah. hopefully they can tee that up. That'd be pretty That'd be sweet. Great. Or even um, he could do something with Bill Burr because Bill Burr's yeah, been trying to get right. into his F1. That'd be pretty cool, actually. And he's starting to do guests and stuff like that. Oh, nice. I'm going to say, he's probably the only person I've listened to. Well, actually, him. Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin, yeah, definitely. They would talk talk by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I've listened to a lot of Ari Shafir ones where he talks by oh, himself yeah. for half an hour and then goes on. Yep. Um, my highlight for the week for me was I went to two games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, as we were driving into, we are going to go see Richmond Lions. Yep. And it literally started a hail on the car when we were Jesus on the freeway. Christ. So I said to Dad, you know what? Etihad undercover. <laughs> that game starts in two hours. Let's Jesus. go to Etihad. So we went to Etihad instead, switched up games. Definitely the best move. Yeah. Well, in more ways than one. We saw a better game for sure. Yeah. Um, but also we kept dry. Um, but I also decided I'm going to go to the Sunday game, the Hawthorne game as well. Yep. But I took my, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try something. And I took my glasses. Right. The glasses that I usually only wear when I'm at work. Because yep. I'm, you know, sitting in front of a computer. And I've got to say, I saw the game in HD. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I've, even, uh, no, I didn't drive. I was driving um, s- Sunday morning and I had my glasses on. Yep. And I went, 
yeah, I should be wearing these more, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, that's how I realised. Well, I realised I need glass when I was in high school and couldn't see the chalkboard from the back of the class where the, the cool kids sat. Some hours left there. But um, I remember when I first got them, driving was the biggest difference. I actually see the road had texture. Yeah. It wasn't just like <laughs> flat grey surface. That you, just, you just sort of see disappearing your wheels. You could see each pebble and rock and, yeah, see so where a pothole was. Well, it was, uh, I think a week ago, I went to the footy with Josh, actually, and I said, uh, w- w- can you tell me what the score is? Because I-, I couldn't read it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought, you know what, maybe just suck it up. Yeah. The glasses are not that comfortable, but goddamn, I can see the game. Yeah, well, I stepped on mine, so now I've got the cool taped up stems, <laughs> arms to them. Revenge of the Nerds style. Yeah, can't be bothered getting a new pair. I really thought your highlight of the week was going to be the great hot pot war of uh, Footscray. I, I was about to mention that. Because it was such a boring week of football, I thought <laughs> we can talk about some other things. So uh, a co-worker of mine uh, let me in. Um, she happens to be Filipino and her boyfriend is Korean. So two different flavors of Asia. Went yep. to a Vietnamese hot pot place. And they said the food here is amazing. Um, but everybody says it's just a money laundering. It's just a front. But, you know, yeah. hey, it's a restaurant in Footscray. What are you going to do? Exactly. It just yeah. happens. They said, um, so they went in and they started talking to them in Vietnamese. And they said, oh, sorry, we don't speak Vietnamese. And they went, okay, sit. <laughs> so they got one word sentences out of them for the rest of the day um, it was great they said the food was magnificent but you got to check out the Facebook page so it's uh, Viet Hot Pot in Footscray yeah Viet Hot Pot and Barbecue yep um, so if you go to their Facebook page there's not much there you know a couple of oh yes isn't this good you know sort of half broken English um, and whatnot. but then there's one that said we've got a couple of bad reviews they're all from this person who owns this other restaurant Chain Chain Hot Pot uh, whatever it was um, and you know, anyway, as you're saying, so if you see these people, it's they're fake reviews. That's pretty much about it. For some reason, it's got four thousand comments. <laughs> it does. Well, <laughs> it was just the whole level of CSI that she took on the other person's page to, to figure out who actually wrote those reviews and how they connected to a, a rival business. And also, just the comments on there were fucking hilarious. <laughs> some of it was just wow, you know, spicy food, spicy, yep. <laughs> um, spicy hot pot wars. Yeah. Um, it's more interesting than My Kitchen Rules and uh, Married at First Sight put together, oh, I'm better, sure. Better than those shows. This is real. And it's, like, it's only been a week old, so then we could have like a, a Viet Hot Pot Turf War in, in Footscray. I think they're all on the main strip there. So It's exactly what's happening. I'm um, hoping so. Uh, and the way that it was described to me, this restaurant just sounded so dodgy, but the food looks is um, amazing. Yeah. Um, and the comments, like I say, is just someone that's going, Vietnam! <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> but I knew I I sent you a message. I'm like, Brent will go to this place. Yep, bloody oath. <laughs> well, it's funny because I miss this Viet heritage. Um, walking down Springvale, she literally point out what businesses are fronts, and it's well and truly over seventy five percent. It's not just restaurants; it's everything. Yeah, and she was explaining. I think we've explained it before because when they first came to the country, um, they had no money, didn't speak English, and literally had what was on their back. And so the only way they could make money was to sell drugs. But so then they give out loans to people who started legitimate, legitimate <laughs> businesses from their drug money, yeah. uh, no interest loans. So pretty much every business was started from some sort of drug laundering yeah. thing. And it's only like this generation that are teenagers now that are sort of having that life where it's not any connection to that. And then I actually realized that most of them are really just fronts. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ones that aren't fronts don't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> funny that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's funny how that works. Oh. So we have to add that to another... We, we're. Getting a few dodgy restaurants of Melbourne yeah. um, coming up. So we've got that. We've got Juggies on the concourse at the Etihad. We're going to have to do the Chain Chain versus Viet Hot Pot um, standoff. We're going to have to, <laughs> we could be the deciding factor. Um, two Kuala going there eating Asian food. <laughs> yeah, it's out for square. I'm not going that far for a feed. 
Uh, Footscray is changing these days. It's getting uh, a little bit, I wouldn't say safer, but they're pushing it out to sunshine, maybe. So, <laughs> it's basically happened to Springvale. It's now Noble Park and or even Dandong's kind of, kind of got a bit better now. Yeah, they can't afford the, the dodgy inner west of Rance. Exactly. And there's a few nice breweries out there too, actually. Of course there is. Yeah. Of course there is. Um, what else is going on this week besides the footy? Uh, there was something else. Oh, yeah, Commonwealth Games wrapped up. Oh, it's so, wrapped up. Yeah. So we're just about to start watching them. Yeah. <laughs> we can stop pretending to watch them now. Yeah. Um, and everyone got the shits because they didn't show the athletes in the closing ceremony. Yeah. Why, why would you show the athletes? That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've had tw- 20 days to be shown doing their sports. Where are the half-price buskers <laughs> performing going to get their moan in the sun? What happened? Did we, did, I'm guessing we spanked everyone? Was that the general? Yeah, we won by lots. and But we lost, we got silver in like the netball. Oh, right. Which, okay. you know... Who cares? We're the only country that takes it seriously. Do they play men's netball in the Commonwealth Games? No. Or well, they call it basketball. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I just want to see, like, I don't know, when the next census is, how much our population went up by. <laughs> uh, with the... Uh, yeah, well, I don't think they're all on the books, but... Well, I mean, could be some new recruits at North Melbourne next season. I'm all for it. I mean, if people come out here for the Commonwealth Games and go, you know what, fuck going back to my country, yeah. good. No worries, mate. You're a skilled athlete. Yeah, we can find a place for you. We've got visas for that, don't we? Skilled workers, athlete counts. <laughs> Surely. Um, you know, put a foot in their hand. I'm sure that they'll they'll find a place on a well, few lists. They couldn't do worse than some people on some lists. Well, there you go. Oh, and CM Punk gets signed for another fight. CM Punk's got another fight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love that because he's fighting uh, the guy. I've forgotten his name already, but the other guy is Owen One as well. Yeah, and his losses against Mickey Gall. Yeah, right. Um, so this is one of the O's has to go. <laughs> I, I, I actually read this dude's Twitter page. Um, he has three other jobs listed before fighter. Good job. One of them is like lawyer. Uh, the other one was uh, blogger. Uh, there was podcaster, and then fighter. <laughs> well, to be fair, CM Punk's got one other job before fighter as well. So, well, that's true. Actor. <laughs> um, I think I don't know if we mentioned. No, I think we did mention it last week that Ronda Rousey made a wrestling debut. Yeah, I'm not and sure if we did. I know we talked about it off air. Didn't look terrible. No, it was all right. And like, I mean, obviously, I haven't watched much wrestling, but um, yeah, it was. I watched that match and it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, she did a job, which is good because I don't. If she was terrible at it, yeah, and all indicators were she was going to be terrible. But yeah. if she was, I don't know what else she'd have left to do. Not much. Um, mm. Maybe open up her own fight gym. See yeah. how that goes. Yeah. Uh, she actually did also comment on the uh, Rose versus Joanna fight as well. Great fight. Wishing them all the best. And that's sort of, you know, I mean, they are the ones that have taken the torch off of her and yeah. running with it. Um, but yeah, so. It's hard keeping up with UFC these days because there's so many cards. There is. There's so much on. But you, I mean, you know what big ones are on. I mean, obviously you've got Cormier versus Stipe coming up. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Oh, and the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah, that's Cormier right. versus yeah. Stipe. Yeah. Yeah. Undefeated fighters. I'll watch that again. That'll be great. I think it's going to be a great season because they're two, they'll be great coaches and it won't be all, yeah. you know, it's trying to be a thug. And, yeah. yeah, trying to be dickheads. There's actually respect there. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the footy for the worst round of football I can remember for a long time. Well, definitely this season. There were some shockers last year. But yeah, um, yeah upsets there were as we, as we uh, predicted. Not the ones we predicted though. Well, no. Uh, Friday night, Collingwood going to town on Adelaide. Oh in God. Adelaide in the wet. Yeah, did nobody saw this coming? They're, they had no. absolutely no right to win this. No, and the funny thing is, obviously being in Melbourne, know a whole lot of Collingwood supporters. One yeah. of them on the Facebook um, had a screenshot of their tip saying, "Hope I don't regret this." Tipping Adelaide. There was a guy <laughs> on Reddit who said, uh, "Give me a reason to tip Collingwood before yeah. the game." And it's like, mate, you waste your time. If you're going to tip them, you may as well put money on them. Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Were they paying six dollars or something like that? Whatever. Um, yeah. But from the get go, 
Yeah, there was, it was relentless. Um, young Stevenson kicked his first uh, AFL career goal and yeah. then added four more for the night. Yeah, and it's like 5-1 to end up kicking on the night, something like that. Something like that. And they, were, they weren't easy shots, some no. of them either. No, they were ridiculous. I was listening Picked to... Picked up the nod too, I think, for Rising Star. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, I think they wrote it in at three-quarter time of this game and just said nobody's going to mm. do that for the weekend. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the SEN during the weekend. Yeah. Um, and Tony Sheen, who's the head of talent at the AFL, but right. he also he used to do that Future Stars on uh, Channel Nine on the yep. weekends. And uh, Tony Sheen, he's been around AFL circles for years. Yeah, right. um, Trade Radio last year, they said if you were in charge, who's the number one pick? Because you know, obviously Lions took Rayner, yeah. and I think Yunaki was he could have been there. And he said Stevens. Yeah, this kid, he is the biggest talent there. So yeah. we've got to see it now. Well, the funny thing is, is that there's been someone sort of of his, not s- sort of size, stature, and promise in the last sort of two or three draft picks. Um, you've had obviously <clears throat> um, Wiedemann, You've had yep. um, uh, McCluggage. McCluggage. There was um, coming from Melbourne that came in there. Yep. Um, but no one actually stood up and, and showed what they could do. But this guy stepped up, was it his third game or second game, something like that? I, I, I think it was his, th- yeah, you're one of those two. Um, yeah, and he's pumped like Crows, who are obviously, you know, minor premiers, managed to put five against them and not lead his team, but show that this Magpies young guns are actually, uh, you know, way, way better than what we predict yeah. they're going to be pre-season. Um, it was just mainly linking up as well. Chalor had a killer game and, and side bottom, I mean, I don't know, he's... Benjamin Button or something yeah. that he's managed to just put in the best form of his career. Well, he's, yeah, he's really overtaken uh, Pendlebury. And Pendlebury's still yeah. doing the thinking for them. Yeah. But Sidebottom is, he's strung two two of the best weeks he's ever had back to yeah. back. I still think he was better against uh, Carlton, but, yep. you know, um, there wasn't much competition in that game. And I mean, Grundy as well going against, obviously, Crows aren't a short team at uh, the best times. Still yeah. killing it. And, oh, that goal he kicked where he had no right to kick it, running down the, yeah. um, the member's wing. Yeah, he has no right to be running with a football. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the core was great too, because they're saying, you know, he's only 26. No, he's not. He's only 23. Is he really? He's only 23. He's serious. Holy shit. Yeah, and he, he's um, he's strung some big highlights together this year, but, you know, remember he, he kicked the winning goal against Richmond a couple of years ago as well? So yeah, that's true. He's making a habit of big goals now. Yeah, and I mean, that's like we are saying last week, that's what you need a big man now. The ruck roll isn't a standalone job. Yep. You have to be doing something else around it's, the ground. Otherwise, what else can you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a wicketkeeper. You know, you can't just be a wicketkeeper anymore. Yeah, uh, and I think that's coming into some of the problems with the Crows in this game and yep. in the grand final as well. Because like I say, this is the worst they've done since the grand final, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, but what do they do when things go wrong? Mm. Because they're not a versatile side, really. No. They've got depth. Um, and let's be honest, they've got both Crouch brothers are out, um, and Smith is out from the back line yeah, as well. I think Sloan had a bung ankle as well, but he still played. Um, and Eddie Betts got injured. Yeah. Uh, but um, the point is, Taylor Walker can play centre-half forward. Yeah. Um, Eddie Betts plays forward pocket. Their midfielders are midfielders. Um, yeah. Jenkins can pinch hit in the ruck, but Jacobs is a ruckman. Yeah. There's nothing else he can do. Yep. Talia can only play full back. Yeah. Um, Laird plays that running half back. Yep. And mind you, Laird's averaging 37 touches this yeah. year. Yeah, Laird did his part. But, um, but it's not like they say, you know what, we need, to, we need to change something up, move somebody around. They don't have that. Don't, yeah, exactly. They don't have anyone that you're going to really move around because, I mean, you are a very centre-dominated sort of lineup, and you have stars in that yeah. role. But even Jenkins, like, he's got no consistency. They need him to stand up and actually do something. Yep. But he did nothing this game. Gibbs has been their, probably their best performer week in, week out, and he's just coming to the club. 
Yeah, he's brand new. Come from a club where you know they weren't as good, and he was still doing that he, he, heavy lifting. There. He was doing all the heavy lifting. And so he's got to the Crows, stood in the heavy lifting, and sort of the team's fallen out around him. Yeah. Well, and let me say that it's round four. The Crows are two and two. Um, they'll get players back. Um, and yeah. You, you know, once they get one of the Crouch brothers back, I mean that. Yep. Opens up their midfield a hell of a lot. Also, obviously, there's still that question mark on Sloan if he's going to stay, if he's going to go. Um, I wonder when when is it okay for clubs to start really making a proper dig and proper approach? Oh, last year, last year, yeah. yeah. So, well, they can't see. That's the funny thing; they can't officially approach the player. Yeah, but all the talks happen. Yeah, if they just happen to be at the same cafe. Yeah, they happen all the time. And what I love is it's against the rules, but once a player moves on, they say, "Yeah, we started the talks back in July." Everyone's like. Yeah, yeah no one cares. Yeah, yeah. over now. That's how it goes. Boo. Um, but yeah, it was really a high-pressure game from uh, Collingwood, and yep. you thought the Crows would have a plan B to that sort of style. Obviously, missing players, but you know, with a with a team that's looking to win flags, that's not really an excuse. You need to have yeah. uh, that plan B with the team, with the players that you've got. You've got lots of young kids that are very good players, but you know, no one stepped up. Um, I do think it was a little bit. You know, maybe they came in taking it easy. Yeah. Um, and you know everyone said geez it's, it's wet and you've picked a damn tall side um, but you know, yeah, that's, that's it still a bit of work around that exactly um, the inclement weather continued on Saturday with the Giants eventually um, overrunning uh, Frio uh, great highlights in this one I love it when you see uh, it was Ryan Griffin have a shot from the pocket started at 5 metres outside <laughs> the point post ended up 20 metres outside the other point post yeah, yeah. great I love those games Oh, I don't know thought he'd sandpapered the ball. I think he's, <laughs> he's got a bit of swing on there. That, that got crowd. a mention in the call too, didn't it? Did it? I was only watching this one on my phone. Yeah. I was, uh, this is when we were going into the Richmond game slash changing to yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I was at work. I was following along, uh, I mean, allegedly, on my work computer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just watched the highlights at the end of it. And uh, I'm glad I did because it didn't look like one that was, I was going to set the world on fire with skill and talent. It was just uh, opportunism. It's one of those ones where you go, oh yeah, I could watch the highlights. Um, yeah. Because, oh, look at the breeze. Look at that. You know, make the ball turn backwards in midair. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't all doom and gloom for Frio, though. They no. Just ran out of steam. And um, there's... More so than um, the the Giants not used to playing in such an open ground. Yeah, and let's be honest, no one likes going to Canberra to play football. There is not anything in GWS to. You didn't have to say to play football there. Yeah, just <laughs> in general. But I mean, there still were some uh, some standouts there. It was good to see his Shaw getting back to a lot of touches, yep. uh, a lot of kicks, doing what he does across the halfback. Also, big news for GWS with a massive out. Oh, yeah. What a fucking heartbreaker. Tiziani's yeah. uh, done his ACL. Yeah, did it in the Bs and he's out for the rest of the season. And he was killing it in the Bs too. Was uh, he really? He's kicking three or four goals in up to uh, halfway through the second quarter. Shit. Um, you know, and looking like it could be, uh, you know, within the next couple of games, he, he could have popped up for his debut. Yeah. Now he's got to wait till this time next year. Yep. And um, Fucking cruel being an AFL player. Bloody oath. Um, but, you know, that's the way it works. Still some, some positive for you, though. Stephen Hill got back to a bit of form. Yeah, and they're going to need players like him to be able to, you know, start stepping up. And it's good to see him step up. At a, he's not really been known for um, being able to get through, I don't know what you call it, adversity or a tough challenge where the team's really full on, yep. like coming coming against him. So it's good to see that. Even if they lose, then you're going to step up. Lockie Neal's still having a good good season. Yeah. And obviously, you've got Nat Fife, who's managed to get through another game and do enough. From what I watched in this game, though, there did seem to be not much cohesion amongst. No, I'm just wondering if there's something bubbling under there. If they just, I think there's always been something bubbling under there, and I think that um, last season was a a write-off just because injuries and obviously 
I think cohesion and strategy and maybe coaching was a big problem. Last couple of years have been that though. And so I think this this season is just when you've got players back on the on the field. You're not going to have a real successful strategy for probably the first half of the season. And yeah. You're not going to be playing finals, I don't think. Well, they they lost a prelim in 2015, and sort of every really? season since then has been, oh, you will, you know, oh, well, not this one, you know, we're, That's we're right, yeah. five's injured, you know, we'll we'll, we'll just get oh, through yeah. this season, and and then five's injured again. Oh, well, you know, we'll get through this season. That was the famous. We just need to tweak a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're nearly there. And yeah, I think they, I think they not forgot. A re- not a rebuild, it's a restumping or whatever. Yeah, and I think they forgot what their toggles were set up before that because they needed to switch it back yeah. and yeah, go to plan B. But you know, there's always Harley Bennell ready to come back in. Yep, yep. Um, On to the game I didn't bother going to, uh, Richmond versus Lions. It was funny, because like, I said it was literally hailing when yeah. we were on our way in. By the time the first quarter started, beautiful sunshine. It was a fantastic day for all of 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Rain came back. It came back, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that was an absolute belter of pissed down rain and hail it, it was, was, and it was coming sideways yeah it was, it was ridiculous um, there's heaps of uh, roadworks in the city too so it took us ages to get out to Etihad Stadium yeah yeah, that's the way it goes and I mean this game was obviously they got a pump in and dust kick six and ragdolled everyone but yeah. it was more about um, reports and <laughs> off ball action and, there's been a one. few for the Tigers this year there have been, and uh, I think there's people that are just taking the tenacity to uh, a bit too far. I think they just need to pull it back a little bit. I mean, I did appreciate seeing Dylan Graham still going for a massive spoil where we're up <laughs> by 80 or something like that. Yeah, he was actually good. up by like 45 or something. His, uh, his spoil on the goal line against Stefan Martin. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Martin, wasn't it? Pretty sure. Uh, that was that was great to see too, because uh, Lions hadn't kicked the goal at that stage. Yeah. And he's yep. like, no, fuck this, I want a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. He almost sure. got there. And I mean, it's good to see he's still got that that fight. But I think the the big, uh, not big news, but the biggest positive for the Tigers was Conker having a big game. Um, it's his, I think it might be his, let's say about 17 or 18th game in like four seasons. Yeah. And obviously one person that, not people didn't write enough, but people wondering, can he get back and actually play? Because we do need, we don't need, but we always like to have the extra defender to be able to run around, um, push a bit forward as well. It's always good to have a 23rd and 24th man. Yeah, exactly. Ready, ready to go. And also Prestia coming back and, and being able to run out of game and you know do a few things, which is always good to see. How you feel being uh, what's the young lad's name who debuted against Hawthorne? Ah, uh, um, already. Was it again? Not Graham. Fuck, I forgot his name. Anyway, he's in my super coach team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, how did you be? You made your debut. You kicked two goals, including yeah. goal of the week, just about. Yeah. And uh, the coach goes, mate, we don't need you this week. We're done, yeah. And, well, and then your team goes out and backs you up by winning by 93 points. Yeah, well, especially against a team where you're expected to win by a hefty margin. You think, oh, I'll be able to get some minutes under my belt here. Like, it, I've played a good game. This, this is a good tune-up for me. Yeah. yeah. Yep, even old Sammy Lloyd didn't get another another no. chance crack at this one either. So, yeah, Not, but I mean, that's... When you remember that much, you can't really say that it was the wrong move. And I think getting pressed <laughs> they, a bit of game time was more important. It was a bit rough, but um, poor old lad. I always thought if you make your debut, give him one more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let him enjoy it. And also, Townsend kicking three is always going to help his confidence. He's had a, not a criticism, but he's always been on that brink of, oh, is he really going to be good enough? Then he'll come back and kick a bag and bag a bag yeah. and then go back to that normal Again, I'm not really sure. I was watching this one in a bar at Etihad Stadium because we got into the stadium pretty early, yeah. <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> I saw the photo on Facebook for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just watching it going, come on, Lions, just one, just one. Yeah. And as soon as Lions kicked the goal, I went, oh, I've lost interest in this game. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. it. It was just, Richmond were as ruthless as they liked. But again, it did seem that they thought, all right, we're going to turn this into a training run for our back line. Yeah. All right, just let the ball go back there. Yep. Um, well, because like, the stats weren't skewed as you would think if you saw the scoreline. Like, there were 
I mean, a fair few entries for Brisbane. Yeah. Just their scoring opportunities were nothing. Well, for a lot of the second and third quarter, I mean, they had a lot of the ball. Yeah. They just couldn't get close to having a shot. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you kind of almost blame Hawthorne because they just kicked it to uh, Rance over and over last yeah. week. And I feel like they just got good to him. Like, eh. We just, <laughs> mid- midfield were like, eh, we'll just let it go over there and see how we go. We'll, we'll get it on the rebound. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you, you got that one. Just, I'll, I'll wait out here. Bit of a training run. It was, it was a training run. It, it was disappointing for the Lions too because they showed a lot of yeah. pluck the week before yep. but that's going to happen for them they're going to get their heart broken and they're going to try and you know uh, pop up for a win here and there but other weeks they're just going to be alright let's yeah. just get through this and I think it's funny that people would like try and get the boots stuck into Hodge and it's like what do you expect him to do he's in this team not to what, bring him to the top like, <laughs> so like so, uh, there was some uh, one of the journos did a you know does the Brisbane Lions regret recruiting for Hodge I'm like you paid a packet of chips yeah, for him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not there to play footy for you. He's not going to win a Norm Smith at yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> he's there as a coach. Yeah, exactly. He's a and, coach that happens to wear footy boots. And, like, yeah, he's there assessing what, te- what team he's got around him and, you know, what he can do to fix it up and then go into the box. I mean, what, maybe that maybe Richmond might have kicked 20 goals without it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. still, 16-10 in the wet is, isn't a bad... Uh, it's not a bad return. Bad return. Yeah. All right, let's go to the only good game of footy for the weekend, um, which was the Swans and the Dogs. Uh, watching the game there, it did feel like the game was played on the Bulldogs' terms. Yep. Um, but when they turned over the ball, and they turned it over frequently mm. and badly, um, Swans were just bang, 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 and there's a goal. Yeah. And I mean, Bulldogs have, have had a couple of weeks where they've managed to play a game on their terms and done it very well. Yeah. And that's been the biggest uh, criticism of them over the last year was that they failed to really fire up. Didn't have any sort of cohesive flow going from back line into forward line. Uh, they did turn around the last few weeks, but even even though they were ahead for a lot of this game, I still didn't feel like they were going to win. Yeah. I thought the Swans were just in there waiting and it was eventually you, you feel for them. Like it was such hard work for the Bulldogs to get yeah. a shot on goal. Yep. And you just knew the Swans, well, they had Buddy down forward. Yeah. He, yeah. He's dangerous regardless. Especially with uh, how he managed to find space in the Etihad Stadium when a lot of time... You, you, you got to go through the middle. It's yeah. very hard to go around the outside because it's so quick down the middle. Uh, Buddy seems to be able to just get one out on a forward flank, yeah. and I, then he's dangerous. I thought the Bulldogs were actually playing him very well. You know, because um, you can't play him one on one. You got to yeah. you got to have a spare back there to, yep. to cover it. And I thought Easton Wood was doing a good job. Yeah. But when there is quick turnovers in the middle, yeah, it's like shit. Now you're one on one, and nobody can help you. You got no chance. He's too quick. He's too big. He's too strong. Yeah. Um, and even though they played him well, I think he still kicked three. Um, and he might have hit the post twice. Yeah, three or four he got. Three, four. Yeah, there you go. So he still had at least seven shots. Plenty of shots, yeah. Uh, no, he had definitely had more than seven shots because uh, he had a couple out of bounds or didn't make the distance. Well, that's about standard. Um, then you look at the other side, you've got Dunkley who gets 22 possessions, seven tackles, and zero four return. Yeah. When, and, when do you try him in the back line? Oh, hey, and drop one in the goal square. Yeah, yeah. Um, where you could see everybody knew exactly what happened. He's, oh, I'm going to mark this and run to the goal line and kick it. Yeah. I'm going to mark, run to the goal line, run to the goal line and kick it. And oh, I forgot my first yeah. part. <laughs> like Just <shit>. absolutely <laughs> left it behind. Um, yeah. Breaks your heart, it does. As, as I was sitting amongst a bunch of Bulldog supporters, and one racist fuck behind me too. Fucking horrible it was. Um, oh, it's just horrible. And I felt sorry for the old uh, the old lady sitting next to him. Yeah, um, his old lady. All right. <laughs> she's trying her best. She's, she's like, Graham, stop it. You can't say that out loud. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> You're halfway there. <laughs> it's like every time uh, Buddy got a free kick, it's like, oh, we know why he got that. Same yeah. as Rioli, isn't it? I'm like, 
Really? It's not Jesus here, mate. Christ, yes. <laughs> and like, I'm looking, I'm like, no, no, that's a fairly legit free kick. I mean, yep. but anyway. And then he was, there was one time, he was complaining, he went, oh, of course. And then, of course, that's a free kick. And then it's a free kick to the Bulldogs. He goes, yeah, free kick to us on the wing helps out the Swans. I'm like, mate, what? there's no winning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Jeez, imagine the arguments between him and his missus. That'd be fucking fun. Poor, his missus seemed like a lovely lady. She was trying her best. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she was definitely fighting a losing battle. You know, so a lot of times, Buddy's old man comes to Melbourne games as well. He, so, he, he was sitting five rows in front of us. Wow. Yeah. He's a big unit too. He, he's I a tell, big dude. Yeah, I walked past him. He's a lot taller than I thought. Yeah. I remembered. And his dreads are below his ass. Massive. Now. Massive. <laughs> um, and by all accounts, everyone says the loveliest man Seems you can like hope a really to good meet. dude. Yeah, really good dude. Uh, because I'm sure nobody's aggressive towards him <laughs> in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's and I feel like saying, dude, his dad's right there. Can yeah. You not. It's still a person, you know? Yeah, exactly. And even his dad wasn't just, don't be a cunt, man. Yeah. No, it, fuck. He is being a cunt. But anyway. It is 2018. Uh, on... The other side of the coin, though, there was a 85-year-old doggy supporter uh, a woman sitting in front of me. She looked like she was having the time of her life. <laughs> Every time they came to go, oh, yes, yes, this is brilliant. I, I really wanted. And there was another old bloke there. It was his 1,000th Bulldog game, home game in a row. Jesus. Since 1977 or something. Um, walks an hour to the bus, two and a half hour bus ride. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is they gave him a free Guernsey. Jesus. <laughs> like, guys. Holy fuck. Put him up in the box. Yeah, do something decent. Like, I don't know, maybe drive him there. Drive give, him to the game. Give him an Uber. Yeah. I mean, especially coming in from like Footscray. It's not that far. I'm guessing it comes from Footscray, isn't it? No, further. It's like Jesus. Bendigo or Ballarat. Oh, they they, they named the, the town he's from. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, he has to bus it in. It's like a four-hour um, commute. Can't give the old man a hotel and, you know, <laughs> put him up. make a deal of it. It's probably the biggest positive story you've got going around for the Bulldogs in this year. If any of your players get suspended, and I think they got a fine this week, or they got no or one match suspension to Lockie Hunter, that should yeah. be their job. The suspended players have to go pick him up. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Ernest Stringer, he loves to go yeah. to the Ballarat, I heard. Um, and it's, a, it's a funny thing with uh, footy as well. I thought uh, Ollie Florent was having a bit of a quiet game. Yep. But when there's uh, one point in it and uh, he yeah. just slaps it on the boot, you can see everyone's going, oh, well, this is coming back. There's more. You know, yeah. There's three on one there. And then the ball keeps floating and it looks like Ollie Florence got it and he's gone, nobody's in front of me. Yep. I'm off. Great chase from English. It was, yeah. It was, it, you love to see that from a player. It's too late. It's just so futile. And he got up going really quick too. Obviously, yeah. he's got a good 10-meter sprint. Great, yeah. Um, great finish from uh, yep. Ollie Florent too. And a big win, well, not a big win, but something positive for the doggies was Jack McRae getting back into fine form and putting on 34 possessions or something like that. Yeah, he's had a good couple of weeks too. Not all the possessions were great possessions, yeah. but, you know, yeah, that's what yeah, he's getting, getting hands on the ball and they need someone to be able to sort of fill in that role. And Bont played well um, yeah. in, in, in patches again. Um, for the Swans, though, like, like I said, I feel like they knew that moments of brilliance would be enough. Yep. Um, We've got so many people capable of just doing those little bits yeah. that you know it's going to be a 15-minute stretch where everyone yep. just clicks together and it's going to turn that game on its head as long as they're in there with a sniff. Um, and it's one of those ones where you uh, you put yourself in positions to get lucky. Yep. You know, a bounce here, a bounce there, but you've got to be in the right position to get lucky. Yeah. You know, like with you know the last goal of the game, that's what happened. Um, was Aaliyah Aaliyah get injured or is he just useless again? Useless. Yeah. Um, they tried to play him down forward because Sam Reed's out injured and they thought, all right, right. He, he when he, uh, a couple of years ago, he was more the floating backman. Yeah. And they said, yeah. all right, let's try him as a floating forward. He looked lost. Yeah. Um, and I know it's, it's horrible to say because they're both um, 
immigrants to the country and and that, but he looked magic door lost. Yeah, you know, it's just I'm not sure why I'm here. Yeah, but he's third year now, is it? Third or fourth, I think. Or something like that. Yeah. I mean, at least Majak showed a little bit of promise in some games and some aspects. Yeah. No, I think Elias played better footy. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, forward line wasn't his game. Yep. Um, I don't think the Swans have got the cattle to force him out. Yeah. It, it, interesting to see where he plays this week. Um, yeah, because that, they've got the Crows. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. Because that's going to be wounded Crows as well. So Yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. So he'd he probably do better on the home deck, too. Yeah, he almost needs to just stick him on the wing and make him not accountable for anyone and just see what he does. Just see what happens, yeah. Because yeah. he, he's got toe. Yeah. We didn't see it th- this game, though. Um, Saturday night, uh, North versus Carlton down in Hobart. Cruel. Cruel to put a game on Saturday night in Terrible. Hobart. Terrible ideas, especially looking at the, the weather forecast. Oh, oh my sake. God. Um, it, it, round four, and people are wearing, you know, Eskimo suits. Yeah. Going to the 40. Fuck that. Yeah, um, Benny Brown kicked more goals. Yep, Carlton what? showed their more shit. Yeah, um, yeah, really hard to watch. North Melbourne put two massive scores on the board two weeks in a row, yeah. but they're still shit. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Well, it's, it's very, it's going to be very interesting because uh, yeah, they got some good games coming up. Yep, um, they're not as terrible as everybody thought. North, I no, think, I think that's where we'll go. Yeah, with yeah, because I, I thought they were worse. I thought they were going to be worse than St Kilda. Um, yeah, I don't think they are legitimately though. Um, the other Saturday night game, and this is the least footy I watched on Saturday night because both games I sort of tuned in and went, oh my God, this is yep. boring. Yeah. So tough. And I think I ended up watching fucking Netflix or something. Yeah. Um, West Coast versus Gold Coast. Uh, Josh Kennedy was back. He said he was going to play uh, sort of half you know, game time. Yeah. I thought, that's not going to work because Nick Nat's doing that. Yeah. So um, he did end up uh, putting himself on the scoreboard, which uh, delighted the locals. Yeah. Um, but uh, when he kicked five for his first outing. Some of that. It was just a massive second quarter that did it for the Eagles and they yeah. coasted for the rest of it. Um, it's uh, It's been a long time away from home for Gold Coast. Yeah. And I think yep. some of that showed again. And that's it. There was really uh, an opportunity for some of the West Coast players who are out, a bit out of touch. or not necessarily out of touch, but um, needed to get their hands on a bit of footy just to put yeah. some form in them. They stepped up. Um, yeah, they weren't relying on the usual, uh, usual players, so... Um, so they've got a couple of weeks where they can just... This is their pre-season. Really. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and they were just looking at some fitness in some legs as well. Um, the Suns had more injury news. It was a bit of carnage this weekend with injuries. It was, yeah. We, we didn't even mention Eddie Betts has done his hammy, so he's yeah. out for a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, but they've lost now. Pierce Hanley's gone for the better part of three months. Yep. And Aaron Hall as well. I just don't see Aaron where they... Aaron yeah. Like, if you cut out Tom Lynch, the Suns haven't got a goal kicker. No. You know, it's... Looking bloody horrible. Well, they're just searching for who they can fit in those sort of roles. Um, even with injuries, I don't think they're really looking that good without the injury. Sorry. No, I, I picked them bottom four. Um, yeah. And that's looking like it's going to be fairly comfortable at this stage. Yeah. And I mean, Swallow showed up. He was about the only one. Yeah. Somebody's got to get the ball. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. End of the day. It can't be a full, uh, yeah, pantsing. I, I guess the only joy they've got is Ablett's injured. And they're like, yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. you, you got to find something. Something. Yeah, I mean, you've got Lockie Weller, but obviously paid big for him. Yeah. Um, you still need bigger than that, though. Yeah, it's it's that's not going to help. Um, talking during the week, too, uh, you know, with Lynch comes up uh, for free agency end of this year. Yeah. If he goes, like, that'll rip the heart out of Gold Coast. Well, I mean, yeah. What, what have they got what do left? They do? Yeah. They're, if Tom Lynch, if they can't hold on to Tom Lynch and yep. he goes to any club, it doesn't matter which club he goes to. Yeah. The Suns are just a feeder club then. 
Yeah, it's pretty much. And I mean, they're waiting on these Commonwealth Games to finish up so they can actually go home again Yeah, their facilities, but it's going to be pretty empty facilities. Yeah. How many people actually want to stay around there? I mean, just, on the flip side of West Coast, that puts them second on the ladder, uh, which no one would have predicted. Uh, I've had them probably finishing a bit outside. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think West Coast is probably going to be a lot better than what people thought this season. Um, we won't get, they won't get tested for another couple of weeks yet, though. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, that's, that's good for them, though. Um, they want to just keep on going like they are and get some fitness and some legs and well, the confidence. Say, every week, Nick Nat's playing more game time. Yeah. Um, now, Josh Kennedy's going to be the same. Yeah. Um, you know, the longer it goes on for them, the the, the better it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've put got you know it's week it's round four. They've got a couple of wins on the board. Um, they could uh, easily string a few more together and look at finals. Yeah, especially they um got their new home ground, so it'll be a good thing for them if they can sort of take that as theirs as opposed to Frio get that yeah. spot behind them. And but the other problem is there that uh, Adam Simpson's called out that he thinks the surface might be a little bit hard. Really? Because uh, they're getting a lot of leg injuries. They lost um, yeah, right. uh, Liam Ryan, uh, who broke his leg. And yeah. uh, now they've lost uh, Venables, who was their other first-year player, yeah. who's looking good. Um, they had problems with the fencing on the boundary, didn't they, with the LED displays? They did as well for the, the week before they Probably did. Those jaggeds and uh, cut people's hands up. Not, yep. not from heavy contact, just... Uh, no, just hit, hitting it. So they've put Perspex over it now, yeah. which, you know... Otherwise known as standard operating procedure. Yeah, I would have thought, you know, let's not have uh, Coliseum-style jagged edges around the outside and just uh, fuck people Sometimes, up. you know, there's got to be a reason to put the warning labels up. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, the Eagles going right. Uh, Luke Shuey's not playing this week, but, you know, they're coming up against Carlton, so I think they're taking it easy yeah. anyway. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, on to Sunday. Uh, we did say on the podcast last week, there's no reason why Essendon can win this one, so they probably will. Yep. I tipped them. <laughs> I think I tipped Port, didn't I? Uh, oh, who knows? Fucking. Well, I, I don't know if I tipped them on the podcast, but I tipped them when I put in my tips. Right. Um, so, uh, Jackie Stringer had his best game. Yeah, who uh, would have thought? Put him in the forward line. Oh, <laughs> put Hurley in the back line. Uh, hooker. Hooker, sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, it does seem a little bit, sometimes you can be too genius. clever for your own good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want versatile players, like we said with Adelaide, they they need versatile players. Essendon have tried it and went, you know what, maybe we'll go back to our strengths. Yeah, let's just have a go, especially against Port Adelaide, who are going to be a very quick team. Um, yeah, put people in their best best positions and see what happens, and it's turned out a treat. They, they look stuck in the mud in, yeah. in this game, yeah. Port. Well, they just had no answer. They were always second to the ball. Uh, wasn't pressure when they needed to buy pressure and forced turnovers. And Essendon just um, consistently did enough. I mean, they yeah. got out to a pretty decent lead in the first, I think. Um, and then uh, the, the second yeah Port fought back but Essendon were, were yeah, up to they it they always managed to mitigate whatever sort of strategy Port were doing and I mean it wasn't 
uh, terrible showing by Port. Um, they certainly, you know, gave it maybe their all, but they were just outclassed uh, yeah. across the other day. Um, they're looking at rushing back Ryder um, too, which is, is going to help them immensely because he's such a great athlete. Yeah, um, yeah. But you don't want to rush him back too early because no, you know, I they, still feel like they need more. Well, it's they've got all these young guns. They just they got all fire. Um, yep. And, and they've got to want it. You know, sometimes when you, that, I think Port have earned themselves a little bit of a reputation for when the chips are down. Oh fuck it. Yeah. Yep. Someone else do the work. Yeah. And I uh, feel like if anyone had had uh, probably reason to mix their team up and see if they could mess players around position-wise, uh, probably Port. Yeah. Uh, because they've got a lot of sort of forward power, but if you can't get the ball to them in a good delivery sense, yeah. uh, then it's not doing much. Well, and that's it. They've got a lot of uh, running backmen too that love to run forward. Yeah. Yep. Well, sometimes you've got to go back here. And that's it. I mean, Robbie Gray managed to rack up a lot of possessions, but weren't necessarily effective no. ones. There's a lot of dinky little handballs and just fucking around with it. Usual kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of cracks in those Port Adelaide team. Even though it's a, a good win by Essendon over the, un, the previously undefeated Port, still got room to grow as well. They do, yeah. And this is one that obviously it was a proper team effort. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like it was just one person having a gun game. I mean, obviously it was Stringer doing his part, yeah, um, in the back line. But yeah, it took a lot of t- people to actually get this one across the line. Danaher had a slow start, but he eventually got a couple on the board, and I think that'll do him for, uh, better. Yeah, um, and they got the big Anzac Day coming coming up so they'll enjoy their long break before that yeah yeah uh, um the sunday afternoon game that i attended um hawthorne and melbourne um I- interesting first quarter uh because melbourne kicked five in the first quarter i think so three three straight out of the gate yeah uh, hawks got one in the first 30 seconds and then hardly uh it looked oh, like scoring yeah. again for the next 15 minutes yeah um but i still felt like hawthorne were controlling the game but uh, I've read other people that have said, you know, uh, Melbourne were all over them. So maybe that's just me being biased. Yeah. No, I feel like at the ground you get a better sense of what's going on as well because maybe. you see what's going around uh, off Je- the ball. Jesse Hogan was uh, a monster in that first quarter. He was yeah. leading possessions. Was he really? And Kent had kicked three. Including the third one he kicked was just, you know, on 50, turn around, two steps, bang. Yeah. And never looked like missing. That's always a good, uh, you know thing to have feather in your cap is to have that good goal send especially when you're 50 out you can do it from a couple of steps yeah. um, that can just break the hearts of the other team didn't break the hearts of the, of the Hawks though they no. managed to bang was it nine in a row uh, probably more that. I think yeah uh, from three uh, from quarter time onwards it was 15-2 to one goal yeah which is just I mean Hawks were all but written off at the start of the season you know, people thought a rebuild was yeah. sort of a mild term what they were going through yeah um, Kenneth comes back and look at this is what happens. <laughs> and it's a um, funny old game too. This is one of the you know I'm a massive fan of Clarkson. Yeah. Um, but sometimes uh, the the genius coach can be made to look like a genius by his players. Yeah. Uh, classic example: 08 Grand Final, swing Stewie Jew forward, and, and <laughs> the next day on the Sunday Footy Show they said, "Oh, it was a great move." He goes, well, "I didn't do it." Yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, in this one, uh, Jesse Hogan's killing it. Yeah. Absolutely killing it. And. Uh, Chip Frawley has got a migraine and has to go off at the end of the first quarter. Jeez. Never heard of that before. Wow. But he's, so he just couldn't stay there. So that leaves um, David Mirror playing his first yeah. game yep. to stand Jesse Hogan. The first mark Mirror goes for is uncontested, bounces off his chest horribly. Yep. Right. And that, that's that's the way you want to start your footy career. Yeah, you're not going to hear about that during the week of training. No, you heard about it two seconds later when Jesse Hogan <laughs> patted him on the head. And that was just about the last easy touch Jesse Hogan got all day. Yeah, yeah. And then 
so Mirrors, the first gamer, or he's twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> he's yes. fucking five years older than Jesse Hogan anyway. But yeah, um, is holding down the you know the um, super former NAB Rising star and uh, the yeah. Great White Hope from uh, from Melbourne. So James Rawley's better now, and Clarkson goes, oh fuck it, send him to full forward. <laughs> you can afford to muck around with those kind of things when you go. You know what the. The first game is holding down. Well, that's it. I mean, don't hold a race pulse back if he's yeah. in the lead. You know, you're not going to pull the pull the reins. But it was like, I mean, Melbourne were getting their hands on the ball, but it was just the pressure by Hawks. Yep. Like, they smashed them in the tackles, even though they were beaten in contested possessions. The pre- pressure was always there. Well, it's wet weather footy. Um, you've got two options in wet weather footy. Either be second to the yep. ball or yeah. hunt in packs. You've that- got to have two people to the ball. Yeah, and it did sort of help negate uh, the advantage of having Gorn and Ruckin getting his first hand on the, on, um, <clears throat> on the ball because yeah. you're you're almost conceding that, and so you're at, all right. We play a little bit smaller and just make yeah. sure whenever they get it, we're pressurizing, pressurizing, well, and you, forcing that turnover. Before the game, you say the two important matchups are Gorn versus McAvoy because McAvoy's been great, but Gorn's you know an all Australian ruckman. Yeah. Gorn won that matchup w- yeah. without a doubt. That yeah. was sixty hitouts to twenty, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I think Ben McAvoy had one kick for the ga- for the day. Yeah. Um, and that was from a free kick, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and but a lot of the times, Gorn was saying, "You know what? I'm not going to tap it down low. I'm just going to whack it forward." Which is uh, not, not not a not, silly idea. Yeah, exactly. The other big matchup was whoever tags Tom Mitchell. Um, yeah. You would have thought it was Bernie Vince, but Melbourne went, "No, nah, we're going to send the captain to him. We're going to send Nathan Jones." Yeah. Um, at uh, half time, I think Tom Mitchell had ten touches. Yeah. Um, twenty four by the end of the day. And you you know what? If you go in and say Gorn's gonna get four hit outs to every one of a McAvoy. Yeah. And Jones is gonna keep um Tom Mitchell to twenty four touches. And he got a like five or six in the last ten minutes again. Yeah. You'd say Melbourne would be very happy with that. Well they would have been, yeah. Would have been. Until they won the two big matchups. Until Yago Amira decided he's gonna take this game on. And also Liam Shields puts up fourteen killed tackles and killed him. Thirty one touches, fourteen tackles. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's such a day out um, and there was uh, one move forward where he's running in clear and you see uh, Tim O'Brien running back to goals he's like no, yeah, mate, no. you're going to run to me and now yep. it's just perfect it was perfect and obviously if there are any doubts with um, how O'Meara's legs holding up I think he put that all to bed it that, was, his pace was there that, you know, the horrible thing is now this just sets a, a expectations well, it does. Like, see he's over it he's over it and he's done it again yeah also, Hawks did pick up a couple of injuries in this game as well, didn't they? I think Popolo... Uh, Popolo's done a uh, hammy. He's gone for a month. And Cyril's done a knee. He's gone that's for a right. month. Yeah. So that's always going to hurt. But, you know. I mean, they seem to just be overcoming adversity um, this whole year. It's been the story of the Hawks. So, yeah. We'll see what happens with this one. You can well, get, get two back and two leave. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's, you know, another soldier falls. One takes their place. Yeah, one picks up his rifle and... Um, and I think the story coming out of this game really is how bad Melbourne was. Um, and the fans are gone into it oh, you know. didn't they oh, they were meant to have hope this year yep. um, but they were hopeless on this day they, they didn't want it well they did good in off season trading and they had a team where you're like yeah I mean it's not not that good uh, there's no out and out stars that say alright fuck how are you going to look after this guy but overpaid for Lever yeah definitely um, yep. and they can say all they like that you know he's going to be uh, a better player in the future but um, yeah. I thought that anybody watching would know he's an okay player in a good back line at yeah. Adelaide yep now he's got to be the leading lead that back line. There was one part where, like, Ruffy's a big bloke. Yeah. Right? He's 105 kilos um, to Jakey Lever's, I don't know, 80. Yeah. Um, he decided to try and stiff arm Ruffy <laughs> while standing still. <laughs> Expected result. <laughs> you know? It's it just, that's just not smart, mate. <laughs> there's don't argue and there's please don't hit me. Yeah. 
No, it's one of those. Wasn't, wasn't good. Um, but uh, ridiculous for Hawthorne too. Fifteen-two in the wet. Yeah. Um, when you know uh, everyone's struggling to kick set shots from dead in front, and uh, Jack Gunston's kicking them from the boundary line. Yeah. From fifty. Yeah, and obviously this just shows the weakness that Melbourne have in their back line. They're yeah. great midfield team and great uh, sort of running team, but if you don't have people that can defend, then they just didn't want to be harder. Than yeah, them. you're not going to be able to out, yeah. out shoot. Uh, in the final game, uh, Geelong in a canter over St Kilda. Um, St Kilda had uh, was it uh, Robert? Um, yeah, just fainted Jesus. from irregular heartbeat. Yeah, this looks terrible. Fucking too. hell! Like, I've seen this happen a few times. I remember. Uh, I think it was Young Ebert. Um, no, Eagleton. Eagleton, um, right? Remember oh, for, from... Port Adelaide once? Adelaide Oval just collapsed, yeah. and they put him back on. Yep. Um, so this has happened a couple of times this year now. Um, well, it happened to Vickery, but he was going for a spoil. Yeah, he's a weird one as well. Yeah. Um, and there was one in uh, Collingwood Twos uh, a couple yep. of weeks ago as well. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, like he's laying up in hospital th- that night. They took him straight, you know, yeah. an ambulance. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yep. It's just one of those one things. Where yeah, I mean, it's a regular heartbeat that causes low blood pressure or something. Something so like then, that. Yeah. This happened to me once before. Um, what, <clears throat> I don't even know what it was from, but I remember just feeling like a bit lightheaded. Almost when, like you stand up too quick. Yeah. So I didn't stand up too quick. I was just sort of walking around. And I remember sat down and thinking, I'm going to like faint here. Tried to go onto the table and that didn't help. I was, next thing I know, I was on the floor and the missus has got my hand in the lap going, what's going on? I remember I opened my eyes and then feeling it rolling in the back of my head again. I was like, what the fuck? And then I stopped <laughs> and I was fine. It was good after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm never, good now. Never happened again. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where my AFL career went wrong. <laughs> As a 29-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I faded. That, that was it. That's what I knew the dream was Just over. about to go down to the Doncaster Sharks. So it was, <laughs> um, was an all-round effort, though, from um, Geelong. Um, yeah. Saints just didn't have an answer. Well, I thought uh, Brennan Parfitt was the standout for that yeah. game. Um, yeah, a great one. Cracking game. Uh, efficiency was spot on, too. Yeah. And I mean, they've, they've, Geelong have always... When off season you look at their midfield and they're like, "Oh my god, how are you going to stop this?" It's been the other players really that have done the work for them. Hey, Menzel couldn't get a fucking contract. Yeah, yeah. He's kicked what four goals, four goals, five goals. Yep. Um, in in uh, his his games, I've yep. they're still talking. You know, oh, you won't have much of a contract offer at the end of this year. God damn it, somebody sign him. He's that yeah. fucking good. Yep. Like, yeah, but he's had knee injuries before. Who fucking cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's he, it. Such a reliable shot. You can afford to trade off one of your big guns and just keep these players around well, uh, if you need the room. You're going to pay nothing for him. Yeah, yeah. And he does his knee. All right, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. We traded a fifth round pick for him. <laughs> yeah. And Fuck Tim him. Kelly kicks, kicks a couple himself. He's a good player. Um, they're looking good and not for the reasons we expected. Yeah, um, there was, uh, Wayne Carey made some comments during the week that um, uh, Geelong will actually be better off without Ablett. Yeah. Um, now, I said, you know, recruiting-wise, he's not what they needed. But yeah. um, at the minute, I think Mitch Duncan offers that team more of what they need yeah. than what Gary Ablett does. Yeah. Because um, with Selwood and Dangerfield, they've got what Ablett does. Yeah, that's um, it. Mitch Duncan is a, a different kind of player. So it's just that difference yeah. that they need. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, they won't be missing uh, Gary at all. I mean, it's almost like you don't need Gary, Gary to play a full season. Give him no. like his fourteen games a year, and I'm sure he's probably happy with that. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Um, they had uh, Lockie Henderson has uh, gone back in for surgery, so he's going to be a little while out longer. Yeah. Um, but uh, they'll find ways to cover. Yeah. All right. So that was the one of the worst rounds of footy in recent memory. So at least we can look forward to doing it again um, next week. With, yep. with a, a, a better spate of footy. It all starts on Friday night in round five at the SCG, Sydney versus Adelaide. Um, Sydney, Adelaide, SCG. Jeez. Adelaide have got to respond, um, but 
Geez, Sydney at home's a, a tough ask. It is, and they're still missing um, that back line. Like, who, what do you do with Buddy? What are you going to well, do? Talia's got to go to him. But. Yeah, but he, it's almost, you can't have one person, one out. You're going to have to have like a, a zoning strategy or something because that ground is not big. No, you need to cover Buddy up to pretty much the wing. Last year, Buddy was the reason they uh, the Swans won this uh, this match. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be, you've got to have a plan for Buddy. Yeah, and like, I feel like they don't have the cattle that they can... Um, Really make this game their own. I feel like, what what game plan do Adelaide come to make a, make Sydney have yeah. to be defending and, and on the back foot have to go to their plan B or C? I can't see it well, happening. And I, I see more options for Sydney here too because they can. You know, you know, Laird's been killing it. Like we said, averaging yeah. thirty seven and a half touches, and they can go. All right, well, let's put Papley where yep. Laird is. Yeah. Um, because Papley's the type of player that just bobs up for a goal here and there. Yeah. So Laird's got to be worried about him. Yeah. Um, so if they do that, I see the Swans winning this one. I don't know how Adelaide can um, respond. Yeah, I think a great matchup will be watching uh, Rampy and Gibbs. I hope they go head to head. Yeah, um, I think that'll be a cracking matchup to watch. Um, I think obviously Gibbs is having probably his best season so far, and he's had some cracking seasons. Yeah, um, in, especially in a team where you know he was almost like yeah uh, one person to fill up if they need someone like that. But he's, he's outperformed the stars of, of the Crows. Obviously injuries uh, have been there, but. Yeah, he's almost become the leader of that midfield now. Uh, what, sorry, what, going back, one thing I didn't mention about the game I went to with the MCG on Sunday, uh, Scott's Transport corporate box, still empty. Empty. So I'll be following Bastards. that up. Uh, Saturday, we got St Kilda hosting the Giants. I mean, we've been talking about every week there's an upset. <laughs> Don't think it's yeah. going to be this one. God, thank God the Saints have already got one win on the board. But Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a few more injuries for the Giants. I know that... Um, Jeremy Cameron looks like he could be in a bit of trouble. Yeah. And, and I think losing Lockie Tiziani from the twos might take the wind out of the Giants' sails. I feel like it will. And, I mean, I think Saints are hoping that the roof breaks and the, <laughs> the rain pours torrential downpour. Could the Saints upset them? I, I, I don't... I'm not tipping it. No, I don't think so. I'm just hanging on. Where's the upset going to come from? Uh, I, I'd give Carlton a better chance over West Coast than I would Saints over, over GWS. Gee, that's a struggle. Yep. Yeah. All right. Giants, uh, West Coast and Carlton at Eddie, uh, the MCG. West Coast and Carlton at the MCG. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Murphy's out as well. Shit. There's another one gone from Carlton. Shit. Uh, There's a chance for another young kid to come in, but the team full of young kids, it's not what you want. I mean, thank God that Eagles play terribly at the MCG, but yep. this is this is an AFL team versus a VFL team. Just about. I mean, the Carlton fans, the poor bastards have been getting pelted. Yeah, I don't mind it though. Yeah, it's been great to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you need some of your own fans there to give them shit. So I've, uh might not just don on an Eagles uniform going in there just for a bit of a laugh. I think Josh Kennedy might have a bit of a day out. He might play uh two and a half quarters and kick eight. Yeah, yep. Uh the power and Geelong at Adelaide Oval. Good game this one. Ooh, it's gonna be a this is a game. good one. Ooh, I mean this is really you gotta be looking at Cat's defence because if uh Port can get running on Adelaide Oval, big they Charlie might be Dixon. able to uh you know, really show what's what. What Geelong I mean their weakness is the back line, but it's yep. not necessarily a weakness per se. Um, but that's the only key to victory, I think. Well, Port Adelaide have uh, been ordinary the last two weeks. Obviously, they against have. Essendon and the week before, they nearly lost to the Lions. They need a response as well. They do, and they're not an ordinary team on paper. They've got a great list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, Adelaide was always going to be tough. Yeah, the trouble. I think. Yeah, I think I got to tip Geelong on this one. Um, I'm going to tip Port. I, I think that they can turn it around. They wouldn't wouldn't be happy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and big yeah. Charlie Dixon needs a big day out. He does. There's a he lot does. of forwards are kicking goals these days, and yep. he's not one of them. 
I mean, Jack Watts will kick two goals, five. <laughs> Don't worry about Jack Watts at all. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it'll be Motlop's first game against his old side. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. They might, uh, Geelong might just give him the ball, knowing how often he turns <laughs> it over. Uh, the Dockers are hosting uh, the Doggies. Yeah. I mean, um, you're looking for a response from the Dogs as well. But one of the weaknesses of the Dogs is in the ruck. Now, yeah. Tim English, is good. he's got a good leap for a youngster. Yeah. But Sandy. Yeah, it's he's a big tough. lad. Almost conceded and chucking English up forward. Um, yeah, I think Dockers will get this one. Um, I think so too. Wouldn't surprise me if Bulldogs you know, got there. I wouldn't call it an upset if they did. But yeah, I think Dockers, you're looking for them to you know, at least get some consistency at home. Yep. If they can hang their hat on that, then that's a positive, a stepping stone. Against teams that they'd expect not to be playing finals. Yeah. You've you got to bank these ones for yep. them. Now, the big game on Sunday. Uh, North versus Hawthorne at Etihad Stadium. Who would have thought this is 4th versus 7th? Um, you know what? North match up really well against Hawthorne. They do, and I mean, but Hawks have just had that get it done attitude this year. So they I have. mean, I've tipped well, against a few times, and they've really surprised see, me. Obviously, I'm going to tip Hawthorne, but geez, yeah. I can make a good case for North. Hawthorne's weakness is tall marking forwards. Yeah, North have got Jared Waite and Benny Brown, who's Benny Brown's I think second or third in the yeah. Coleman at the minute. Yeah, even Jed hasn't had a decent game he's, last week. He's having a couple. So, he's not getting much of the ball. No. They've got a good tagger in Ben Jacobs, who's going yeah. to go to um, Mitchell. Mitchell, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the back line, Tarrant goes to Ruffy. That's a good matchup. Yeah. Even Majak on Tim O'Brien is a good matchup. Yeah, true, true. Uh, is Segler playing? No, no, he's, no, he's done. Mile off. Right. Um, now, McAvoy versus Goldstein is going to be interesting. Goldstein uh, used to dominate, but he needs to get back to his best. Yeah. But if you put Proust in there, yep. he can push around. That's true. And I mean, and with no. No uh, Popolo, no... Um, Cyril. Cyril. Yeah, got forward no pressure. Forward, forward, they can really do that rebound, yeah. and Popolo's been better than Cyril this year. Yep. I think almost a bigger out um, at this point of, of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be way closer than, than it should be. Um, There's a lot of good signs there for North. It is. The, the downside is, yes, you can cover Ruffy, you can cover Tim O'Brien, yep. you can't cover Jack Gunston. Yeah. And you yep. can throw Scott Thompson to him, but he's too quick for Scott Thompson. Yeah, and you're almost ripping yourself off, like uh, having him do a bit of hard work as opposed to being down back. back being line. the loose one down yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and if you do stop Tom Mitchell, Liam Shields and Jager Amir are having yeah. you know, career yeah. seasons. So you've got to trust Zeebel and Cunnington to go up against yep. those guys. And that's the thing. I think it'll be the running game of Hawks that'll get this done. Um, I think it's going to be an ugly game, to be honest. I don't expect it to be pretty. I think no. it's going to be you know, more points than, than goals. But yeah, I think they'll get out of the line. Uh, who? Uh, Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lions and the Suns. Someone's got to win. Someone does have <laughs> to win, I think. I, I'm... I think I'm going to tip the Lions because it's at the Gabba. I'm going. I'm going the Suns because uh, just why not? What just a shit him, fight! This give them a give them a bit of confidence, maybe. Is this no? It's not the Spoon Bowl because Carlton uninvolved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Melbourne and Richmond on Anzac, Anzac Day Eve. Eve. It's always been a good match between Melbourne and Richmond. Jeez, so oh, Melbourne have got to respond. They do, and they've got a a team that can make Richmond accountable. Um, Defensive wise, they're going to struggle. I think. I think so too. Um, Jordan Lewis is out as well. He broke his hand. Yeah, right. Um, yep. So there goes some of their thinking yep. going back. Um, which you know you wouldn't have always said when you think of Jordan Lewis. Exactly. So yeah, if, if Melbourne don't think and just act, <laughs> maybe they got a chance. Geez, they need Viney back. They sooner, do. Sooner yeah. If he, if he comes back, it's going to um, be tough. Gorn versus the big tank. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I think Richmond are always happy to concede the ruck regardless. So, I mean, even if that doesn't go our way in the first quarter, we'll have a plan B to say, try and counter that. Last couple of weeks, you've been happy to concede the clearance too. Yep, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you guys, you just give the ball to <laughs> yeah, us, we'll just, work from there. Like, we're always better, almost like, better set up from our back line as we are from getting first possession in the middle, middle, middle now. We'll just kick, kick Dusty up forward. Um, let let Ransom and fucking <laughs> and the rest of the backline get in there. Um, and thank God that uh, both Essendon and Collingwood have turned their seasons around last yeah. week because it makes Anzac Day look like an absolute bomb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always turn up on Anzac Day, but it matters more if it matters for you know both teams. Yeah. position. Um, this is 10th versus 11th. Uh, both play. Both teams um, have a chance to play in finals. Uh, Essendon probably had a better chance to start the season, but Collingwood is starting to put something together. Maybe well, see how they go. They're both sitting on two wins, two losses Yeah. Um, now. So um, there's a big difference between three and two and two and three. Yeah. I know that's silly and, to and say. I've never said you've got to cover Chalor and Sidebottom in the, as the two top players for Collingwood at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got so many other players that you would think of. But yeah, it's going to be tough. I think uh, I reckon Collingwood might get over the line this one. God, they looked good last week. Um, yeah. I, I think that I'm going to tip Essendon because I think Danaher's going to, it's going to click for him this week. Yeah. Because he's he's won the Anzac Day medal before, I believe. So uh, Lyndon yeah, Dunn is a it. old school yeah. um, type of backman. If uh, Joey gets a run and a leap and yep. decides, you know what, I'm going to kick this one myself rather than handball in the goal square, yeah. I think he can uh, command um, the, the game. Yeah. Put it on his terms. Yeah, so, yeah, I think Collingwood will just have enough run to be able to get forward. Um, it's, it, I don't know if if, if um, Essendon try and tag Trelaw or, or who they're going to put on side bottom, but it almost takes away from their strategy to win. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they've got enough enough really sort of plugs to, to fill to, the holes. To, yeah. Um, Ruck's going to be interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, Mason Cox, is he going to be playing this round? Uh, he, he might be playing up forward, but Brody Grundy obviously has been absolutely killing it for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I've liked uh, Bell Chambers. Yep. Uh, he's going to be yeah, a good matchup. But yeah, I think it's going to be pretty much battle defences in this one. Yeah. Um, good game. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yep. All right, that'll do us for this week then. All right, peace. Cheers. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.